You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I don't like saying this, nobody wants to hear it probably, but we're very close. What I mean is there's a guy that busts here and bad happens, you know what I mean? And there's a, there's a guy that's out of his gap or a guy that didn't get the call or, you know, we had bad leverage on a tackle. But the, the thing is really close and the guys, you know, we're, we're trying to pull those cut-ups out and showing them those bad plays, what happened. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan around Washington, Nate Klaus. That was defensive coordinator Eric Shenander. Um, and, and he kind of was a little hesitant to say we're close because um, these guys read Twitter. They read Red Sea Scrolls. And, um, yeah, I think the fan base is beyond the point of wanting to hear we're close talk this year. And, and um, he kind of went into that a little bit of where they're at and, and kind of what needs to improve. But I thought the biggest thing he said, guys, that I thought was interesting is they met with a lot of people over the offseason about the defense. Um, they had more time this year. You think about the past couple of years, year one, you're trying to recruit on the fly, move your family. Year two, you're still trying to manage roster, recruit. Year three, you finally are a little bit caught up. You were done with recruiting essentially in December. You just had more time to sit down and think about things, talk to more people on the outside. And the biggest thing that I think they've walked away with from all their thoughts and talks is – Let's not install so much. I think maybe there was a over installation. Let's try to be the smartest Big Ten defensive coaching staff out there and run a bunch of stuff. Um, instead, let's worry about what we're good at and master that and then build off of that. And I think that's going to be really one of the big themes here defensively for Nebraska, Robin. Yeah, and I, it goes for both sides of the ball. Um, Greg Austin, who obviously just assumed the run game coordinator title, said uh, one of the things they're trying to institute with the running game is uh, be really good at a handful of things instead of okay at a lot of things. And so I, mean, I think that that philosophy is – staff wide i don't know if it's just defense but um you know i i go back to your point about the the staff kind of trying to research and learn from as many different people you know travis fisher said that he uh you know met with some lsu coaches and tried to pick their brains a little bit about uh you know what made their secondary so good last year during their championship run and so um they kind of unturned over every rock and uh tried to find as much information and anything that could help them get better um, as coaches, and you know, one of the themes was the the, the self uh, scouting that the staff did uh, across the board, and you know, they had some really honest uh, meetings with each other where um, it was a open dialogue. And if you had an issue with you know one thing that a different group was doing, you could say it, and the other or that coach would listen, and and likewise, and they were really able to uh, exchange ideas and have an open line of communication that I don't know was necessarily there, at least not to that level until this off season. So um, I guess that's a real encouraging sign that, um, you know, starting with, you know, Scott Frost and, and the rest of his staff uh, were willing to, you know, really kind of evaluate themselves and, you know, look in the mirror as opposed to trying to tinker with their roster. Maybe it's something that they can do, you know, with their own style, with their own schemes on both sides of the ball that can help take this team, uh, this, this this program uh, to the level they want it to get to. Yeah, it's like they're finally trying to focus in and, and narrow in on an actual identity and, and on both sides of the football. And I think it's been a long time since Nebraska has had an identity uh, and not just with this coaching staff, I, you could go back, you know, a couple of coaching staffs. Uh, 
Um, you know, if, if you ask me what, what Nebraska's identity was in the last few years of under Pelini, I, you know, I'm not quite sure, or under Riley, you know, um, it, it's hard to say. So, um, and we know what Frost wants to do on offense, and, and we know what Chenander has talked about on defense, but it, it, again, it, it is time for them to, to figure out what they're good at and, and to, to become dominant at that and, and have something that you can hang your hat on. And I think that's been a big point of emphasis in the offseason and, and something that we'll, uh, we'll continue to kind of see and, and hear about going forward. And Rob, and you know, last year I think we kind of had an idea. There was some philosophical discussions or disagreements with the offense uh, between Greg Austin, between Troy Walters, and some things behind the scenes. And at the table sessions this week, you got a pretty good idea that that was true. Um, and just I thought that was really interesting to hear how upset Greg Austin was about some of the things they did and games that maybe they could have won. And you know, recap kind of what he said, particularly about that Iowa game. Yeah, the Iowa game and the Purdue game specifically he was asked about. Um, and I think this goes to uh, that, that point I was saying where I don't know if the staff necessarily felt comfortable or was willing to listen to each other when uh, another coach had something critical to say about what another coach was doing. And, um, you know, that was reflected, I think, in the play calling offensively. You know, there, Greg Austin said that there were times when he had ideas about the run game. You know, against Iowa, he wanted to attack Iowa in the run game. He said we should just run the ball right at him, go vertical, uh, take take the ball to them. And instead, uh, Nebraska tried to run around him. You know, they did all the little bubble screens and sweeps and all that thing, and uh, we saw how that worked out. Uh, the Purdue game, you know, obviously there was that uh, infamous uh, goal line situation where, you know, Nebraska got cute and tried to do some shovel passes and uh, some, you know, little trick plays when they could have just put their head down. On the one-yard line or two-yard line. And, you know, they were at, Austin was asked about that, and he said, you know, w- what do you think I felt about that? You know, what happened the next time we were down there? We ran the ball and scored. That's what I think about it. And so uh, that's going to be an interesting dynamic with him taking over that role as run game coordinator. He's going to have a much bigger voice in not necessarily the play calling, but when Nebraska wants to run the ball, Greg Austin is going to basically be there to decide how they run the ball. If it's, you know, second and three and Scott Frost wants to call a run, he's going to say, Greg, what do you think? And Greg's going to say, we're going to run the ball, you know, zone the zone read or whatever like that and uh he, he's gonna have a, a very like i said uh, loud voice in, in that decision making that uh, could change just how this offense looks particularly in that aspect and nate with this offensive line all five starters back a plethora of young talent coming in coming up the ranks they should be able to run the ball of people yeah they should be able to i, I would imagine that we're gonna see a much better rushing attack, um, and it, it starts up front with a lot of that experience and a lot of the young talent that's coming up. And um, and and don't discount what a year in this offense is going to do for a guy like Dedrick Mills. We saw it down the stretch where you know those last two or three games, especially, um, he was a workhorse man. He, I mean, he was he was um, putting up some legitimate numbers, and and they were being able to kind of get on his shoulders and and ride him a little bit and. Um, and I think we're going to see more of that, you know, and Ryan Held talked about it a lot during the season where, um, you know, it was a transition for Mills because 
Uh, he had never really operated in an offense quite like that before. And and you saw the progression as the season went along. I, and I think Mills is going to really hit the ground running this year. And, um, you know, and then you, you mix in some of the, the newcomers and, and, a, and a guy like Ramir Johnson and, and people like that. And I think that rushing attack is going to be, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good. You're listening here to the Husker Online show as we talk spring practice. Um, still, the numbers at some of these key positions are going to be hard to get a read. You know, lack of receivers, lack of running backs. So, in general, I don't really think this spring we're going to get a good taste of this 2000, uh, 2020 offense. But I think that offensive line battle is going to be fun to watch. Um, how committed will they be? Um, to Farniak at left guard. I mean, guys, it somewhat intrigues me, excites me of the thought of Hymas Farniak, left guard, left tackle. I mean, that's a pretty formidable duo. I mean, two guys that, you know, those are that's where Farniak would play in the NFL. I think Hymas is an NFL level guy someday, too. Um, if they could get that to work, all of a sudden that left side is going to be really good. Well, think about this to, to Nate's point about trying to figure out an identity when it's third and one and you need to get a first down in a critical juncture of the game, you know, where you're running behind when you have two seniors who are the faces of your offensive line and you want to put the game on somebody's backs, you're going to run that way and, uh, let your best players go make a play. And so I think that, you know, kind of furthers that point where, um, you know, Nebraska, they're going to keep it simple. And when it comes down to those critical game-changing plays, they know where they're going in the running game. They don't have to get cute about it and try to do all these different uh, misdirection stuff. And, uh, you know, Greg Austin basically said straight up the plan is to move Matt Farniak to left tackle. If all goes as planned and um, Bryce Benhart is good enough to take over that number one right tackle spot, that will be the offensive line. Uh, and so uh, as long as that doesn't get derailed at all over the course of this offseason. That's what the, the at least four of the five will look like. Yeah, and Farniak said, you know, that's it's pretty solid that that's what's going to happen. And um, and they weren't – I don't think they're, they're not just tinkering around with it. I mean, that's that's the plan. They know uh, it needs to happen. Yeah, they rolled it. They rolled right out the first first day of spring practice. I mean, they they uh, they had Farniak working at that left guard and and Ben Hart up at, at that right tackle. And um, you know, and I know when Ben Hart was coming out of high school, as highly recruited as he was, and everything is as, as talented as he was. Uh, there was some talk of him possibly being able to make a push to to see the field, but uh, I really do think that that redshirt year uh, was was big for him. And and I think and one thing to kind of consider too, or or keep in mind is this is the first year that he's never had to cut a ton of weight because uh, he's always been a wrestler. And so as soon as football season was over, he was he was dropping 20, 25 pounds immediately to, to wrestle at 285. And, um, you know, this is the first year that he's, he's not had to do that. And, um, and I think the gains that he's made this offseason are, are going to prove to be beneficial there at that right tackle. All right, when we come back, Robin Washer and I will talk some Nebraska basketball, mainly, um, you know, talking on the roster and, and kind of what's next and, you know, where this roster goes because there's a lot of questions about that. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.